0: Welcome to Wordification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Welcome to Wordification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight stay enjoy tuned and shalom like this word tonight stay tuned shalom a very good evening to everyone and a humble welcome to all listeners tonight on Welcome to another Tuesday, today being the 23rd of November, the year 2021. I believe we have a few days, about a week, a week to end November and to get re- getting ready to enter into the last month of the year, the 12th month. I believe God has been very good to us no matter our circumstance, no matter what we have been through, no matter where we are at this moment, I believe that God has still been good to us. Wow. And so before you sleep tonight, take a moment and thank God for all that he has done in your life. Everything that has gone on this year, this year has gone by very fast and God has been good to us. And tonight, by the grace of God, we'll be looking at a part one of a message in a series. We'll be looking at the rapture of the church. We'll be looking at part one today and we'll be looking at part two next week by the grace of God. And so tonight is an introduction to the rapture of the church where we will understand a few things which will also make sense to us. And I believe that when we learn these things, um if we are ever questioned somewhere and um, we are asked to you know um defend our faith on some of these matters we will boldly be able to talk about it but where we are not able to talk about it then people begin to laugh at us and make more clear of us but i believe that tonight by the grace of god and by the inspiration of the holy spirit we will receive knowledge on the subject and we will also prepare our lives accordingly for this memorable occasion that will happen very soon and that will change the course of the history of this earth and of the world shall we pray father in the precious name of jesus we thank you for another opportunity to come under your feet and to listen to you Tonight, we ask that you shall help us to understand this subject matter of the rapture and that you shall help us to also live aright and to give you glory at the end of it all. Father, thank you that in all things you are with us. Let our minds be open. Let our hearts be open. And may we bring you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, hallelujah. So, we are moving straight into the Word of God. The rapture of the church, part one. And I want to welcome each and every one of you once again to tonight's broadcast. And I believe that we will be blessed. I want to read some few scriptures. I will start with the book of first Thessalonians and the chapter number three and from verse 13 which is the last verse of the chapter and the bible says that may he strengthen your hearts so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our god and father when our lord jesus comes with all his holy once, Hallelujah. And I also want to read on First Thessalonians chapter four. 1 Thessalonians chapter four, from verse thirteen. From verse thirteen, it says, "Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe." that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who are falling asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who are falling asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And so tonight, we are looking at the rapture of the church. Now, it comes under a certain umbrella, of, which, is, which is called the second coming of Christ. Now, you, when you are talking of the second coming of Christ, you can't talk about that and not mention rapture. Because rapture precedes the second coming. Rapture and the second coming are two different things. And we will get to understand it as well. So we are looking at what rapture is. What is the rapture? We are looking at what happens in the rapture. We are looking at when is the rapture. Hallelujah. So these are things we will be looking at both in the part one and the part two of this message. Hallelujah. And I believe that it will help us and our minds will also be uh, opened to understand these things. All right, so with the second coming of Christ, this is something that is often talked about, but not often understood. Now, what are the things that we should know about the events of Christ's return? And how should these events influence our lives today? Hallelujah. Very important. Very, very important. And so this evening, we'll be looking at a very important, which is the rapture of the church. Now, there are some listening to me this evening who have some knowledge about this blessed event. And yet, there may also be some listening who may not know about it. And I also know that there are a lot of people, or let me say there are multitudes outside the church that have little or no knowledge whatsoever concerning this matter. And yet, this will be the most momentum, the, the most momentous event. This will be the most earth-shaking event. In fact, this is this will be the most cataclysmic event that this world will ever know. Because it will be that through this event, God will use to get the attention of the world. And it is due, beloved, the rapture of the church is due, according to the word of God, to take place in the very near future. So God in the very near future, or even after tonight, or even as I'm speaking, can bring up the blessed event of the rapture to come to pass. And the effect of it is that it will catch the attention of the world. In the book of Matthew, Jesus tells us to pray that we will be counted worthy to escape all of the things that are coming upon the earth because it says for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Beloved, the rapture of the church will cause multiple millions of people to instantly disappear from the planet or from the face of the earth and they will go and be with the Lord and they will be from all denominations. They will be from the Protestants, the Catholics, even the completed Jews, because not all Jews believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone in the world who has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and maintaining a relationship with him will be raptured. So the person could be a Catholic, the person could be a completed Jew, the person could be a Methodist, the person could be a Presbyterian, the person could be a Baptist, the person could be an Anglican, the person could be and so on and so forth, many, many denominations. But the key is that they should have accepted Jesus as their Lord and their personal Savior and they should be having an active relationship and working with the Lord. That is what. Jesus is looking for. Notice that I didn't say everyone who goes to church will be raptured. Notice that I didn't say everyone who is baptized with water will be raptured. Notice that I didn't also say that everyone who tries to live a good life will be raptured. Or anyone who has held a position in church or who holds a position in church. Beloved, it is only those whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life which will be taken. These are the ones who will be raptured. These are the ones. Beloved, the Bible tells us that in a moment, in an instant, in a flash, we will be changed. Now, when you read scriptures very carefully when you read first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse number 17 the Bible tells us that before that in the verse 16 it says the Lord will come down from heaven and with the archangel right and with the trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise first then the verse 17 says that after the dead in Christ rise first We who are alive and are left will be caught up. Will be caught up. Beloved, in a moment time will be changed, will be caught up and will be with the Lord, as the scriptures say. Now, the word moment means a measure of time that cannot be divided. In other words, what it means to say is that in a twinkling of an eye, you see how your eye blinks it is in that instant that rapture will be like it will be quick it will be fast you can't calculate it today will be there and in an instant poof will be gone zap just like that will be gone now and that means that if you and i have been holding back from god if we have been waiting until until the conditions are right for us to make a commitment to God, beloved, it may be over for us before we know it. And we'll be left behind. If you are waiting for a certain uh, uh, opportunity for you before you take God serious, people will say, let me enjoy life a little, then when I'm old, and I'll take God serious. Beloved, when rapture happens now, my goodness, it will be over before you know it. And you'll be left behind. What, What manner of pain would you feel When you realize that millions and millions of people all around the world have left, have left. They vanished. You can't find trace of them anywhere. Nothing. They are gone. And you have been left behind. May that, may that not be your portion. May you not be left behind. Because it will be painful that you will be left behind. In a moment's time, we shall be changed. We shall be changed. We shall be
1: changed.
0: Now, some time ago, some time ago, there was a lot of talk about the second coming of Christ and and the possibility that the world will be ending soon. I think somewhere in the United States or so, there was talks about it. Now, and there was a false teacher in those times, I think 2011 or 2010, one of the years, there was a false teacher in the United States called Harold Camping. Now, Harold Camping came to predict that the world will end, right, on October the 21st of 2011. But then he said, that Jesus would return on May the 21st of that same year, 2011. He said Jesus will return, and those who were believers in Jesus and had received Jesus as their Lord and personal Saviour will be raptured up to heaven. And then after they are raptured, the end of the world will come, which is five months later, which was October. And so when he said that, followers of Harold Camping, you know, they paid for billboards And they put up billboards all over the country. And the billboards read, "Judgment Day is coming, May 21st, 2011. Now, beloved, May 21st came. Nothing happened. On that day, nobody disappeared. And according to history, this wasn't the first time that Harold Camping predicted an actual date for Christ's return. It is said that in the past, he had done so as well. That Jesus was coming, but nothing happened. That there was going to be rapture, but nothing happened. And after nobody physically disappeared on the May 21st, then Harold Camping came out and said that it was just a spiritual rapture and that October 21st was still the date for the end of the world. Can you imagine? Very funny. Well, was a false teacher. He was a false teacher. He was a false teacher. Now, based on this information, I can confidently call Harold Camping a false prophet because scripture tells us that when someone makes a prediction or gives a prophecy in regards to God, that does not come true. We should not fear the person. We don't need to listen to the person because they are teaching falsely. amen so let's understand it many have come and have said that the end is on this particular day and it never happened why because they don't have that information what I am setting about is is that it is not the end of the world as a false prophet has said Or as Harold Camping predicted. Because before that happens, there's still a lot of prophecy that has to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. What are these prophetic events? So today, we are beginning an understanding phase of some of these events which surround the second coming of Christ, which involves rapture. Hallelujah. Now, when you read John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35, Jesus did not say that by your end time belief, people will know that you are my disciples. No. It is rather by our love for one another that people will know that we are his disciples. So it is not our belief in end time that shows that we are his disciples, but it is the love we portray, we exhibit. So I want to remind everyone that no one knows the day nor the hour when the events of the end will begin, as stated in Matthew 24 and the verse 36. But then there are things we can show, we can know. Sorry, there are things we can know about these events. There are things we can know about these events that should be affecting how we should live our lives now. Hallelujah. So tonight, we are beginning to talk about rapture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rapture. Rapture, rapture, rapture. Now, the next prophetic event that could occur at any time with regards to scripture, which I believe is the rapture. Now, most people in evangelical Christianity, they they hold to the fact that there is a rapture, but then sometimes they disagree on exactly when it will occur during the end time events that have been prophesied. Then also we can talk about the tribulation, because that's another event that is talked about in scripture because when you read Jeremiah chapter 30 and the verse 7, the Bible says, how awful that day will be. No other will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob and he will be saved out of it. So here Jeremiah is talking about the tribulation period. which is after the rapture. Then I'm just giving us some steps of the events that will be unfolding for the, before the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. Then we are looking at the millennial kingdom. I mean, when you read Isaiah 11, uh, um, verse, I think verse 14, sorry, verse 4 to 13, it talks about the millennial kingdom. When you read Isaiah 65, it talks about the millennial kingdom, verse 1 and 2. When you read Revelation 20, you, you see the millennial kingdom as well. Now, the millennial kingdom is a next event after tribulation, which is when Christ will actually return to the earth. And what, what will he do? He will set up a millennial reign, which is a 1,000 reign upon the earth. So he will reign on the earth for 1,000 years. So after rapture, there'll be the tribulation. And after the tribulation, and now let's note, the tribulation will be for seven years. And after the tribulation, there'll be the millennial kingdom or the 1,000 year reign with Christ, which Christ will come down, literally, he'll return to the earth and he'll set up the 1,000 reign upon the earth. Now, this will be a time of great peace on the earth because during that time Satan will be bound and Christ will be reigning for 1,000 years. Then after the 1,000 reign upon the earth there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So at the end of the 1,000 years Satan who has been bound for the 1,000 years will be released and ultimately he'll be permanently defeated by being put into the lake of fire and then a new heaven and then a new earth will be made where God will dwell with man and his glory will be our light. Hallelujah. So with these events, I'll be talking about these events over the next courses of the months. But this evening, we are turning our attention back to rapture. So what is the rapture? Now the word rapture is not found in our English Bibles. The word rapture comes from a Latin word which was used to translate the Greek word hapirizo. So the Greek word found in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 which I read earlier is translated in English as kota. So rapture is what happens to Christians who are alive when Jesus returns for his church. That is rapture rapture is what happens in other words rapture is being caught up being changed in the moment we'll be caught up and we'll be with the lord we'll change we will resemble the lord we will change we'll be like him this rapture will happen for those who are alive but understand that those who are asleep in christ they will also be raptured but after that those who are alive and have not died will also be caught up and will meet together in the air and will meet the Lord and forever will be with the Lord. Now the rapture is different than the actual second coming of Christ because not everyone will see him when he appears with regards to rapture. Only believers. Why? Or what is the proof? because they'll be caught up with him in the air in the twinkling of an eye so not everyone will see him at rapture not everyone will see him but everyone would everyone who will be left behind will know that something has happened what will be the proof people have vanished people have disappeared we can't find them their clothes are lying on the floor their clothes are in the car their clothes are in the airplane their clothes are in the hotels their clothes are here and there but we will not find them so It is only the believers, the true believers of Jesus Christ, who will see him at rapture. But the rest of the people who will not be raptured will never see him. Because what will happen is is that in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, will be caught up. Beloved, are are you waiting for that day? 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 There are two primary texts that will give some description of this event, which is First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. And then I think I've read that one. But the next one I want to read for us is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50 to 54. So I want to read it quickly for us. Bible says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true that death has been swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's very important that we understand these scriptures. And we are told in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18 that brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who are falling asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not proceed those who are fallen asleep for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God after that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air and so we will be with the Lord forever therefore encourage each other with these words beloved it says encourage each other with these words we must encourage ourselves to keep pressing on, to keep serving God, to keep working with God. Why? Because very soon, there'll be the rapture of the church and we'll be caught up, we'll 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 be changed, we'll be like Jesus. So these two scriptures describe this being caught up to the Lord as he returns for the church. Now, I want to move forward. Now we know what rapture is we've seen the scripture backings as well now i want to talk about what exactly happens during this event known as rapture so what happens at the rapture now first we learned that believers who have died return with christ and they receive glorified bodies so the scripture i gave in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 14 it says we believe that jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have falling asleep in him. So believers who have died, return with Christ and receive glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Now, since the time of Christ's resurrection, believers who have died have gone immediately to be with the Lord and Paul confirms this for us in, in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 yes verse 6 to 8 where he says that therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body we are away from the law for we live by faith not by sight we are confident i say and will prefer to be away from the body and at home with the law so as a believer since the time christ jesus resurrected anyone who have died, has gone immediately to be with the Lord. That is why when somebody dies in this present age and died a Christian, even though we miss the person, even though we cry, even though we mourn, even though we grieve, we know that the person is with the Lord. And Paul has confirmed this in the scripture according to 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8. So, those who die in Christ are with the Lord consciously and spiritually but they do not yet have their glorified bodies they, they, they do not yet have what we call immortality they do not yet have that ability to resemble Christ but they are with the Lord that is why in the same first Corinthians chapter 15 which I read and verse 52 it says the dead will be raised imperishable imperishable there means that their bodies will be Bodies of immortality. Glorified bodies. How many you ask this question? That How are the dead being raised? If they are with the Lord and they are returning with him. Now what it means here is that their bodies are being raised. Their bodies have been put in the ground. They are being raised. And they will be transformed. And those who have died will receive their glorified bodies at the time. So that is one thing that will happen at the rapture concerning those who have died, who have died believers, who have died in the law. That's one thing that will happen at rapture. Another thing that will happen at rapture is believers who are not dead or who are not sleeping in Christ but who are living, who are alive to Christ will rise, Right? And will instantly receive the glorified body. Instantly. Instant. In the twinkling of an eye. Instant. That is why Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17, that as those who have died receive their glorified bodies, that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, and so will be with the Lord forever. Again, in 1 Corinthians 15, the latter part of the verse 52 to 54, says that will be changed then it says for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then it says that when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying that is written will come to pass what is the saying death has been swallowed up in victory so if you are a believer in jesus and you are here when he comes back for the church you will not die hallelujah but rather you'll be transformed in the twinkling of an eye in an instant your body will be changed what does it mean from perishable to imperishable it means that your body will be changed from the aging decay the aging decay body that we have into a glorious new body and in this new body there's no decay there's no suffering there's no cancer there's no blemish you'll not break your bones that glorified body is what you will have and it will last for eternity. you receive it when Jesus comes for his church. The rapture of the church. Oh, I hope, I hope I'm preaching to somebody. Hallelujah. For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable. Tell somebody, for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. It must clothe itself. It must clothe itself. It must clothe itself. Hallelujah. It must what? Cloth itself. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory Go <vampire monkeys> Go to God. Glory 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 to God. Wow, I hope you are learning something. So perishable will give way for imperishable. And beloved, it will be a glorious day. Now, what would that look like from those who are not believers? That is, those who are left behind. I don't know how exactly... But I know that it will not be pretty because people will be gone in a flash, in a blink of an eye. And I can tell you that you don't want to be one of the people that are left behind because after the rapture of the church, the world is in for hardship and tribulation. And and, and it is a type of hardship and a type of tribulation that the world has never seen in all of its time. hallelujah so it's very important that you do you do not miss the rapture so beloved this is what the rapture is and this is what happens at the rapture so at the rapture what happens is that the dead will rise and receive their glorified bodies and those who are not dead will receive their bodies in a twinkling of an eye in an instant Now, when is the rapture? Uh, 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 last but one thing to look at. When is the rapture? Now, within Christianity, there are different views and teachings regarding the timing of rapture. Basically, there are three main views for those who hold that a rapture will okay, or a rapture will happen. Now, some who believe that the rapture will happen believe in three different kinds of rapture. So there are some who believe in what we call pre-tribulation rapture. Now, pre-tribulation rapture is the rapture that happens before the time of tribulation, the time of hardship, the time of suffering. All right. Now, there's a next group of people who believe in what we call mid-tribulation rapture. Now, the mid-tribulation rapture is, according to them, they say that is the rapture that will happen in the midst of the tribulation period. In other words, in the midst of the suffering and the hardship, Christ will come for his people. So there are people who believe that there is a mid-tribulation. But the first group of people believe that there is supposed to be a pre-tribulation rapture, which means that Christ will come for his people before the suffering and the hardship starts. you getting the point right so these are the two and the last group of people believe in what we what they call post tribulation rapture with a post tribulation rapture it is their belief that the rapture will occur at the end of the tribulation period and they also believe that the rapture and the second coming are the same event so those are the three main options for when it occurs And all of these groups have sought to find scriptural support. These are believers who who hold these views. Pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation rapture. But I, according to scripture, believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. That is what I believe, according to scripture. Now, why a pre-tribulation rapture? Because it best explains the scriptural prophecy as a whole. Yes. As simple as ABC. Why? Because in the book of Daniel, you realize that Daniel was given a 70-week prophecy. And it explains that 70-week prophecy. Because in Daniel chapter 9, an angel came and visited Daniel when he was praying. And the angel said to Daniel, in verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9, he said, 70 sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. So the angel tells him that 77s have been decreed for Daniel's people which is the people of Israel. The angel then gives a timeline of the of the 7s. And then he says in verse 25 of Daniel chapter 9 and he said know and understand this from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one the ruler comes, there will be seventy sevens and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. Then the verse 26 says that after the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. Now, beloved, this time can be calculated between the time when Nehemiah went back to rebuild Jerusalem. the time when christ came into jerusalem to be crucified so you realize that he said that from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild jerusalem until the anointed one the ruler comes there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens then he said that after the 62 sevens the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing so so from the seven sevens to the sixty-two sevens, sorry, from the seventy-sevens and the sixty-two sevens, you see that it's Nehemiah who went to rebuild Jerusalem, up to the time Christ, who is the anointed one, was cut off and will have nothing, which means Christ coming to Jerusalem and being crucified. Praise God. It's a deep message, so I, I pray that we keep listening over and over again because it's something that we have to keep listening. It's not a one-time thing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, that leaves us one seven left. One seven. Now, when you read the same Daniel chapter 9, from verse 26 down to 27, it says the people of the ruler who will come, will destroy the city and the sanctuary, then it says the end will come like a flag. War will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. And the verse 27 says something He says, He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, He will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on a wing of the temple, He will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end. That is decreed, is poured out on Him. Now, it does not say anything about a gap between the 69 sevens and the 17. The question is why wouldn't God tell Daniel this? Because this was a prophecy about Daniel's people. What am I saying? When the Jews rejected their Messiah, listen carefully God's eye was always on the Israelites, the Jews. But the Jews rejected Jesus, they crucified him, the Jews rejected their Messiah. So when the Jews rejected their Messiah, God established the church and reached out to the Gentiles. This is what we call the church age. The church age is not connected to the Israelites. The Israelites sorry, this is the church age where Christ, through Christ through His death, burial, resurrection, and through the love of God, is reaching out to the Gentiles. This is why we believe that God is going to rapture the church, not the Israelites. He's going to rapture the church, the Gentiles. All those in the church who have believed in Jesus. After after Jesus takes the church by rapture, he would then turn his attention back to Israel. Hallelujah. He would turn back his attention to Israel. Now, no matter the fact that, you know, Israel has been faithless, it's true, but God is faithful. God has made some promises to Israel that will be fulfilled. Listen, in that time, when God turns his attention back to Israel, many in the nation of Israel will turn and will recognize Jesus as their Messiah and will believe on him during the seven-year tribulation period. But at that time, the church will be gone. However, they'll be gone. will not be here will be gone would have been raptured will be with the lord will be enjoying the presence of god and the church being raptured before this seven year period explains why i believe that it is pre-tribulation rapture not mid or post so the church being raptured before this seven year period of tribulation Explains why it is a time for the Jews and not the church so that the seven-year period of hardship and and Suffering is actually a time for the Jews and not the church That is why you must be raptured at this point when Christ comes for the church You must be a part because the seven-year period that will come after the rapture of the church is not for the church It's for the Jews because the attention of God will move from the church To Israel. Hallelujah. The apostles believed that Jesus could return at any time for them. That's why when they met, they said, Maranatha, he cometh, which the Methodists have picked up, and they always greet as they are greeting. Maranatha, they don't say erazere, but meaning that he cometh. So, when the, when the apostles and the, and the Christians met in the early church, when they were parting ways or when they met somebody, instead of saying, Charlie, what's up? What did happen? They would say, Maranatha. They would say, he cometh. They were reminding themselves. They were consciously remind daily, they were consciously reminding themselves that the Lord cometh. People have said, oh, since the time of, of, of the apostles, it has been said that he was coming and he has never come up to this point. Let me enjoy my life. Beloved, it may be too late for you. Scriptures don't lie. God looks upon it to perform. And the Bible tells us we know that Paul includes himself as someone who would possibly be alive when the Lord returned. Because when he was writing to the church in Thessalonica, in the verse 17 of chapter 4, he said, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the class to meet the Lord in the air and forever will be with the Lord. So he was anticipating when he was writing that when the Lord comes for his church, he'll be there. He was thinking that it could be in his time. Even Jesus himself in the parables often told parables about continually being ready because he would come like a thief in the night or at an hour when you do not expect him. In Matthew 24 and the verse 44 he said it so you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him it's clear in the Bible this was an encouragement to constantly be ready because his return could be at any moment beloved be ready there were no signs there were no prophecies needed to perceive the coming of the Lord hallelujah if his return if Jesus is return for the church at the rapture were at any other time than before the tribulation we will not have to worry about being found not doing what he has uh, called us to do because because we'll be we will be expecting him at a certain time. But instead, in Matthew 25, verse 10, we are told to keep watch because we do not know the day or the hour when Jesus will return because it could be at any moment. Because the the, 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 the issue in Matthew 25, verse 10, he said, But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived, the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Have you seen that? Door shut. So pre-tribulation rapture best explains the expectations of Christ's imminent return. Also, also, I want to talk about the last but one thing, or the last thing is that the pre-tribulation rapture best explains our rescue from the wrath of God. Because the tribulation period that is to come is characterized as a time of God's wrath God's anger being poured out in judgment on the world and of upon all those who failed to receive Jesus as their lord and personal so is there is an escape it's being rescued from the wrath of God speaking of the the time of tribulation Jesus tells us in Luke 21, and the verse 23, Jesus says it clearly for us. And he said that how dreadful it would be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. They will be in great distress in the land and wrath against these people. Yes. And in Revelation chapter 6, verse 17, he says, for the great day of their of the wrath has come and who can stand? Beloved, don't wait to be left behind. You must not be left behind. But God tells us through Paul, in 1st Thessalonians verse 1 sorry chapter 1 verse 10 that wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath beloved there's a wrath that is coming the wrath will happen after the rapture of the church you must be a part of the rapture why why did Paul say in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 and the verse 9 that God did not appoint us to suffer wrath to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus. Why? Because we who believe and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior will be rescued from the wrath of God that will be poured out during the time of tribulation. Now, in that period, yes, there will still be an opportunity for people to trust in Christ. But they will experience hardship they will experience trouble they will experience suffering like has never been experienced because it is a time of wrath and final opportunity i want to end part one tonight by saying this but those of us today listening here we do not have to experience the tribulation understand That if you have put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he is coming back for you. Put your affairs in order. Put your life in check. Put your Christian life in check. He told the apostles and us as well who are part of the church. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. In John 14 verse 1 to 3, he said, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Beloved, are you going to be found ready when Christ comes back for the church? Have you received him as your Lord and your Savior? The time is coming. The time of the rapture of the church is coming. And while we don't know the date, it could be any time. It could be any moment. It could be this very hour, this very minute, this very second. My question to us tonight as I end is, are you ready for the rapture of the church? Do not be left behind. If you have never received Jesus as Savior, why not now? Why not turn to him and confess that belief this evening, this night? I'm going to pray a prayer right now. In fact, two prayers. And if you have never received Jesus, that will be the first prayer I'll pray. You can pray along with me and if you truly believe and you confess you will be saved and your name will be written in the book of life if your relationship with god is not also where it must be the second prayer will apply to you where you you can rededicate your life to the lord where you can renew your relationship with the lord it will be a blessing hallelujah i want us to pray if you are here listening and have not given your life to jesus please repeat this prayer after me say dear lord i come to you this evening and i confess to you that i'm a sinner and that i've not lived a life worthy of your name and so tonight i ask that you come into my heart, come into my life. I renounce every sin against you. I pray that my name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I pray that you shall reveal yourself to me and that you shall help me to grow in you for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And if you are also here and you've not taken the Lord seriously, although you are born again but your relationship with God has not been as serious as it should be, I want you to say this prayer after me as well. Say, Dear Lord, I come to you tonight to renew my relationship with you. I have not been the best servant you have or the best child you have, I ask that you help me to walk aright with you. I renounce every sin in my life. I renounce anything in my life. That would be a hindrance from being raptured and being with you. Help me, Lord, to live for you and to stand for you. No matter what it will cost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And for the next one minute, while the song will be playing, I want you to pray and tell the Lord, talk to God and ask the Lord, that Father, renew my relationship with you. stir up a burning passion for you within me. Help me to live aright and help me not to miss the rapture when it comes. Begin to pray the name of Jesus right now. Just one minute. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the awareness of your message tonight to us. Thank you that you have made us aware of rapture. And thank you that if you have not been serious about it from tonight, by your grace, we will be serious about it. Bless your people, Lord, and make our lives worthy to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so beloved, God bless you mightily, mightily, mightily for tuning into part one of the rapture of the church. Next week, God willing, we'll move to part two where I'll go a little bit deeper into the rapture of the church. And then we'll look at other ones as well. Amen. It's been an honor to be here this evening. Um, And I believe the Lord has helped us to understand a few things and to um, stir up an awareness in us that he cometh quickly. Just as the people in the early church were greeting themselves and reminding themselves of the return of Jesus with regards to rapture, I also entreat us that let's be reminding ourselves that rapture cometh quickly. It will be a blessing to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, before I sign out, let me say that 100 days of declaration is almost here. Today is day 84, and today we looked at Genesis 45 and the verse 5, and the declaration was, I declare that what man has meant to harm me will propel me to great heights. The pits they throw me in will be a start for my rise. My rise will bless even my detractors. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as Joseph Went through trouble, what was meant for harm against his life became the blessing in his life. From being in the pit, he became the prime minister, and that will also be your story. From the pit, you will also be a prime minister to the glory of Jesus. Amen. Let's understand that 100 days of declaration will end on the 9th of december on the 9th of december there will be a special ministration by the grace of god so let's keep that in check also the 9th of december will be a thursday by the grace of god if jesus tarries we will be here to thank god for 100 days and next year something is cooking mightily it will shock accra it will shock ghana i'm telling you something is cooking something is cooking next year be left out, it will be massive, it will be massive, it will be massive, it will be massive. I also ask that you pray for us that we continue to deliver what the Lord tells us to and the strength to carry on as well. I pray that you also have the grace to pray for your men of God, both in your local churches and elsewhere, because men of God also need prayers. Amen. Yeah. And so let's be, let's be doing that as well. And also, in the month of december on one of the days which is not yet decided upon we will do a live prayer broadcast where we'll pray into the coming year and we'll align ourselves properly for 2022. let me say this on record that 2022 will be a blessed year will be a great year will be a year of reaping a year of harvest a year of blessing a year of breakthrough a year where you testify of the goodness of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you want to be part of the broadcasts list as well, um let's send a hi to this number 0248 182861, 0248182861. And you'll be receiving daily broadcasts from the burning lamb as and when it's necessary hallelujah all right all right i'm getting a question here um on my whatsapp it says please after the rapture has taken place those who did not die in the lord will they also rise to experience the tribulation or they will wait for the wrath of god all right so those who did not die in the lord will still remain there because There is what we call the Great White Throne Judgment, which I'll talk about next week. So just don't worry about it. Um, You'll hear all that next week. It will be a blessing as well. So tell a friend, tell a friend that next week we are continuing part two of the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. All right. So God bless us tonight for tuning in. It's been a blessing, I believe. Let's go back and listen again and again to this message because it's not a message that you listen only once. It's it's a message that you have to listen to with an understanding, you know, so that it will help you to also teach another person who may not know anything about it. All right. So may the rest of your week be blessed and may God continue to cause his face to shine upon you and to favor you in this month. And may your life never, never be the same. In Jesus' name precious name amen and so enjoy your evening and god willing on friday we have midnight experience coming live to us it's coming live to us this friday don't be left out from 10 pm to 11 pm we'll be there and we'll pray and i believe that when we pray heaven will respond and heaven will act on our behalf god bless you mightily take care of yourself And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guide you and be with you. May every storm be subdued. May every word spoken against you be overturned. And may the will of God for your life come to pass. In Jesus' precious name. Good night. God bless you for tuning in. And shalom. Goodbye.